0: Welcome to the 50th episode of the Game 4 podcast. In this episode, still recording from home, we'll talk about FOMO in tabletop games and hopefully what you can do about it. I'm Adam. I'm Matt. And this is the Game 4 podcast. Game 4 is a platform to help connect tabletop gamers and to help you get more out of your tabletop gaming. Matt and I are part of a software development and design company called MilkCan. And because most of the folks at MilkCan love tabletop games, we developed the Game 4 app and launched it in early 2018. We launched this companion podcast in June 2019 to help tabletop gamers get more enjoyment out of their hobby. Due to the COVID nineteen global pandemic, we hibernated the Game Four app in July of 2020, and plan to bring back a retooled version of the app for Android, iOS, and web when gaming in person is safer. Until then, we'll keep bringing you this podcast to help you get more out of your tabletop gaming. So, what's been going on for the last couple of weeks? That's a good question, isn't it? Right, it's been you we know, <laughs> do these every two weeks, and there's always something new going yeah. on. Right. What have you been well, doing? You yeah, you got back from like, uh, oh, Florida two weeks already. Yeah, yeah so true. back
1: from Florida, uh, mm-hmm. back from, uh, back, you know, back out of the weekend to, you know, start, it's nice out, so start, you know, doing all the projects around the house and stuff like mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. Uh, but did get some hobby in, uh, finally, this weekend, um, so um, I had finished, I had, I think, the last podcast, I was just about done with all my SW Legion, my Star Wars Legion stuff, um, Building so I finished, stuff? hmm? Building the models and stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah, from the yeah, yeah. Um, from the original the core box. Bo- core box, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so if I, there was a couple things I had to finish up there just for uh, uh, some assembly, and then um, I got all everything, uh, basically all the bases done last night. Um,
0: like texturing on the bases and stuff.
1: Yeah, texturing, I mean, adding some rocks, uh, using the uh, super glue and baking soda trick a little bit to get some nice mm-hmm. uh, sandy base and mm-hmm. um yeah cat litter and all the all the fun stuff to kind of give it some some interesting looks so um now i've got to just kind of attach everything and uh get everything primed up so it is starting to come together yeah nice
0: nice yeah i, I saw the picture you posted the look the, the bases the texture looks good i i like i like doing i mean with my kill team stuff i'm real light on texture because i'm trying to make them look like they're standing on like Streets. So I don't, uh, you know what I mean? Like there's already a little bit of a very tiny surface texture to the bases, which kind of looks like asphalt. And if you paint everything kind of grayish, it kind of works that way. And then you just put little pieces of uh, kitty litter here and there to look like some rubble from, you know, urban combat or whatever, maybe Mm -hmm. a brick or something like that. But yeah, you went um, more like uh, well, I mean, you can do it a lot of different ways. Desert, you could do it uh, dirt. You could do a lot of different things.
1: But uh, yeah, the, the yeah. yeah, I was definitely nice. going to. Yeah, I was going to go full desert, and now I'm thinking I might do a little bit more. Yeah, like a southwest theme. I might even mm-hmm. do it kind of like the snowy, some snow in it. I don't know. I, I think yeah. it will be kind of. I'll do it, but yeah, most of the time it's like like uh, like Blood Bowl. I'm like it's just gonna be. I mean, they're playing on turf, so sure, it's just yeah, grass. grass makes sense. Uh, yeah. It should be relatively flat. Um, maybe not for Blood Bowl. Maybe there should be craters and stuff everywhere. But um, yeah, you get that, and then yeah, like you said, other stuff is a lot of like streets and everything else. So I, yeah, this was the first time, and I think I've gotten a chance to really kind of have some fun with what I was coming up with. So
0: yeah, no, that's cool,
1: nice yeah uh did that and then um we have been uh my one of my gaming groups uh, that's playing pathfinder uh we've been Mm, kind of uh, getting together over discourse uh discord and uh kind of flushing out some backstories some um i'm guessing they're going to be like story uh hooks and stuff like that um Mm. so that we're all ready to go because we are scheduled to play sunday uh evening this week so nice nice session one when you are a dm i was meaning to ask you this do you like
0: to get story like background stuff from your players and then try to figure out ways if possible to work some of those pieces potentially into the campaign
1: yeah usually um at least some some stuff uh, like especially like if uh there's stuff that they want to do um it's a little bit trickier when you're doing kind of you know uh you're out of the box but -hmm. even then i find that like there's going to be times where side hooks um and stuff can can do it and it's a good way to kind of like pull players in um a little better um when you kind of like you know maybe the uh, you know rather than just being a generic npc that they had thrown in there um Maybe the NPC is actually one of their, you know, like the the friend that he, you know, went to war with and lost touch of, you know, thought was dead, comes back. And that's the NPC that comes to talk to them, you know, rather than just being some random you know soldier or something like that yeah
0: i mean i think that it helps to bring like you know the 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 players spend the time generating the story and the concept Mm -hmm. and writing up something if you can then take that i think and implement it and and make it part of the story that can obviously right yeah if you can personalize it to what's um, going on yeah
1: yeah and that's why it's good taking notes too because then yeah you can always pull in stuff that came in before um i i'm not the best at it um it's definitely a skill that i've still learning um Mm -hmm. but yeah that's that's always kind of what i found is a good way to kind of really uh get some easy uh uh kind of like bring yourself to the next level get some easy wins from your players is by you know bringing up you know stuff that happened earlier that was really unique to them or stuff that's back to their backstory that is now kind of involved um
0: yeah yeah I know uh Matt, the other Matt, uh at work is uh he's starting to he's gonna start doing some uh dungeon mastering for I think D and D, right? Did he talk to you about that? Oh, he did not know. That's oh awesome. we were talking in a stand up one morning and he was asking me some questions and I'm like, I have literally maybe never DM'd ever, even in like the fifth grade when I was playing more. Yeah, uh, yeah. But I, I asked him. I told him he should talk to you. But he must have not mentioned it yet. But yeah, he said he's got some friends who are um, looking to play D anD D, and he has become de facto uh, DM, which you know happens that's sometimes. And yep. so uh, yeah, <laughs> that's what happened to
1: me. Yeah, yeah, but, but that's uh, yeah. that's cool though. Well, nice. Uh, you done anything else recently, or is that pretty much? That's that's pretty much it. Like I said, I yeah. think I'm, I'm. I feel like I'm. You know, now that it's nice weather out, that's when I'm going to start gaming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, and
0: it, well, I mean, it's a situation, and, and you know, I kind of mentioned this in the, the 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 paragraph at the beginning of the show, but you know, we're hoping for. Uh, you know, in-store or in-person gaming to becoming a bigger thing. Like, I know you've got right. your second vaccine. I'm getting mine yep. in a couple of days. Um, and, uh, you know, it's one of those situations that that's going to be safer at that point for people. And and again, you may not, like, I know I was just telling you, I think, yesterday that one of our local stores had, a, a I don't know, a decent size event in-store. And everybody had to wear a mask and all that kind of stuff. Right. And we were told, you know... If you're feeling lousy, don't come and that kind of stuff. And it's the standard stuff. But, you know, you are starting to see places doing that and getting back into it. We're finding that, like, the big official stuff is still, you know, kind of a no bueno. I mean, yeah, like Friday Night Magic it, is still yeah. not in. You can't put numbers into the system for that and everything like that. So, right. um, you know, but, but there are definitely people getting together and playing. And even in stores are getting together and playing to some degree. So... It, we're heading in the direction, I guess. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, it's not off the cliff. But <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, that's also true. <laughs> uh, let's see. What have I been doing? I have been uh, so I I'm nearly finished painting the skeletons from the Cursed City uh, Warhammer Quest Cursed City uh, game box set thing. From yeah, uh, those look really nice. Yeah, thanks. They're, they're turning out decent. I'm pretty happy with them. They are, like I said, they've I've been painting them on Twitch and um, they just basically at this point need details now. There's like a couple of like, because I've been going through and painting them in a like an assembly line style. Mm-hmm. So like, all right, now we're going to work on armor on everybody. Now we're going to work on, you know, shields on everybody or whatever. Right. And um, But there are a couple of models that are a little special and have things that other guys don't so there's one skeleton that's got a flag and so i want to do some more work on that there's another skeleton that's got a uh, um it's got a uh, what do you call it like a he's carrying like an extra sword Although maybe that's the flag guy I don't know. Anyway, there's a couple of little extra pieces here and there that some of them are carrying, you know, that I want to be able to go back in and, and paint that I haven't done yet sure. because nobody else has one. Um, and then I want to just do some sort of weathering and some sort of rust kind of stuff on some mm. of the armor because you know they're skeletons and they're not necessarily polishing their stuff in between battles. They're probably just laying on the ground, most
1: likely. Um yeah. I, I was I was I, I was pleasantly surprised or happy. I don't know think yeah, yeah. it's probably a bad word for it too but mm-hmm. when you were doing your assembly line um that you kind of did something that i thought i was probably the only one that did where What's you're like that? oh i completely missed like this like rib kit area or something like that like i feel oh, like yeah I, I'll, I'll get them and i'm like okay i got this done i'm doing now i'm doing this got mm-hmm. that done and then like it's like five or six steps later i'm like wait a minute i never got this guy's this one part done for this and i have to like okay go back oh yeah. to do it and it's like oh <laughs>
0: especially when you're talking like when i'm sitting there and i'm like talking oh, yeah. and reading chat and all that kind of stuff i will miss stuff especially when i'm painting a bunch like this is 10 skeletons and there was a couple of spots last night where i'm like going through and working on like the next step or several steps down and then i look and mm-hmm. i'm like oh i never put wash on the back of this guy's leg okay well you know and then i'll set that 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 one will get set outside the rotation and i'm like okay well he's gonna have to be you know we have to do some special work on this one and then put him back in rotation. It'll be fine. But yeah, drying times and things like that come into play when you're trying to figure that stuff out. But mm. uh, it's usually not terrible, but there's always usually something. But yeah, so those are, like I said, nearly done. So my next project, I mean, they'll, I'll paint them again on Friday and then they'll be done on Switch. And then probably this upcoming Monday night, I'll start a new project, which will still be Cursed City because I've got more models that I want to paint from that set. And I will probably build, I've built four of the heroes and mm-hmm. one of the kind of bad guy heroes—I don't know what you would call that—villains, I guess. I don't know. He's basically the the bad guy is the kind of the captain of the skeletons. He's known as the, ah, okay. The watch guard or guard watch or something—I mm-hmm. forget his name—but he's another skeleton as well. And uh, but he's a special sculpt, kind of by himself. And then the other four models are all the heroes that are part of the game. So there's like a woman, like a, a woman who's a knight. There's a guy who is a witch hunter type dude who's kind yep. of tall there's another it, guy that's who cool sculpt. Yeah. yeah that's a very it's a very cool sculpt the other guy is like i don't know he's got like a pistol and a sword and he's got fancy boots and he's just a bit of a fop in my opinion i don't know what his deal is and then the last guy is like this sort of wizardy dude who had this really weird face mask and he had like a really weird like i originally thought it was a weird tongue coming out of his mouth Okay. Even when I'd see the painted versions, I'm like, why has he got this weird tongue coming out of his mouth? But then people are like, no, that's his beard. But it like literally goes down below, like longer than he is. It goes at an angle away from his face and it's like touches the ground oh, still. Weird. And I'm like, you know, I have a beard. Um, my beard is not because it's so straight, like this beard. It would be like perfectly yeah. straight all the way down to the ground. And I'm like, yeah, that's not a thing. So anyway, long story short is I cut all that junk away. I didn't need his face. I didn't need his weird beard and I, I trimmed that stuff away and I replaced his face with a skull because there's no problem in uh, Warhammer that you can't fix with another skull. Mm. So uh, I did that and uh, he, I, I think he's cool. I'm not going to really be using any of these models directly actually for cursed uh, city i'm gonna be using him for right, other games so just okay. having a cool wizard skull head guy or whatever is neat plus he yeah. looks like he fell off of a uh led zeppelin album cover so that's he
1: does kind of look like that that was uh actually a high school project uh we had to do a uh, clay sculpt um oh, yeah? we had to do we had to take we had to take a 2d 2d image that we found and do a 3d sculpt and that was the uh, guy i did the the guy holding the lantern overlooking the city is that like from Houses of the Holy or one of those?
0: Uh, no, the, what album mine it was, it was like. uh,
1: Four. It was, a, it loads up on Four on the inside.
0: Oh, on the inside. Okay, yeah. Because on yeah, the cover of Four, there's the... the blimp, isn't there? Mm, I thought that was Two it... that had the blimp. Yeah, what's the one on Four? There's... It's like there a guy carrying a giant bundle of sticks.
1: Yeah, yeah. He's got a yeah, bundle yeah, of sticks uh, on the front. And then on the inside, it's the uh, kind of like the ink drawing. He's got like a mm-hmm. lantern and he's mm-hmm. up on the hill, but the cloak is kind of mostly over his face and stuff yeah yeah yeah
0: so yeah that that's that's what i'll be painting on next is those five and then they'll be very different from these original 10 that are mm. skeletons because the skeletons are all basically everyone's matchy matchy everyone's the same color you know right bones all the same color these guys are going to be five completely
1: separate different models that all have different so stuff going on would you still like assembly line those or are you thinking yeah like one at a time
0: Well, no, the reason I do it that way is because sometimes you get like, okay, I got this brown for these guys' boots, but it will work really well in this person's pouch and it will be a good base Mm. color for this person's hair. And it's still the issue that I always find is if I work on just one model at a time, I'm waiting forever for paint jobs to dry. dry. So for me, it's like a little bit of this, move over to here, a little bit of this. Okay, cool. I don't need this brown anymore and I'll do something else. And it helps to also sometimes tie them together if some of the colors are sort of, especially with Mm. things like that are materials, like leather, or metal. But if you're like working on clothes, you want those generally to be usually different colors unless they're all supposed to be on the same team or some you know part of the right. same military or uniform, like uniform outfit, yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah, but I still like doing that. Um, it, it works out nice and it speeds things along to the, for the most part. And nice. then lastly, uh, I think that potentially my long uh, national nightmare uh, with trying to get an Elagoo Saturn <laughs> Uh, is, is is hopefully over, knock on wood. Um, yeah. Yeah, I... Uh, Joined the dark side. <laughs> yeah, well, I finally... So I reached out, like I said, to Elgu, and I was like, hey, I want to get one of these, but they keep getting bought up instantly on Amazon and then scalpers and, you know, Scum of the Earth and all that. Yep. And they were like, yeah, well, we'll send you one. And I was like, no, I don't. I want to buy one. So they were like, okay. So they sent me an email Thursday night of last week, like... 10 o'clock at 11 o'clock at night saying oh hey here's yeah. a link and it was to aliexpress and so i immediately like leapt on it and there was at that time there was still only three left so i don't know how fast they were going but i was able to get one and uh, i have a track a ups tracking number and it's in canada now so it'll be here allegedly maybe even as soon as friday so that's nice that'll be cool
1: um yeah i hope you i hope you like it. i think I, I think you will it's 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 fun I, I one of the one of my youtubers i follow he was just put a video up it was like a good i don't know it was like five or seven minute just short video and it was mm-hmm. he was talking about how he spent you know 20 30 hours he said what he said he spent was 20 or 30 hours trying to dial in his uh uh ender uh i think it was a cr10 or something like He's like, yeah. I replaced, I replaced all the fans, and I replaced this, and I replaced the end, the hot end, and I re- did this, and I tweaked this, and I did these settings, and he's like, I just spent all this time to try to dial it in, and I still don't get great results most of the time. <laughs> and he's like, so I just had written off 3D printing. He's like, but then I got my first resin, and he's like, um, and here's my first print, and here's the second print, and I realized I did something wrong, so. I couldn't figure out what was wrong, and I went and looked, and uh, my his his uh, our resin he was using needed three second cure time, and he he had only left it at two, like per Mm -hmm. layer. Mm -hmm. He's like, so I swapped it here, and now it's perfect. And here's ten other models that are now all perfect. (laughs) He's like, yeah. He's like, I. He goes, I never thought that I would get to this point. It's like it's just it's night and day for ease. Yeah, I mean, there's still a part of me that's like, but
0: if I want to get, if I want to print terrain, I would probably still be a better idea to go with FDM, but but maybe not, honestly,
1: you know. Yeah, I know. I keep going back and forth. I'm like, it's it's more expensive. It is more expensive, but to go with resin. Yeah, I mean the resin material. But at the same certainly. time, but that but the amount of times I've had failures. Yeah, I don't know. It, yeah, I don't yeah. know either. Because yeah, it's it's like
0: I I know that. Um, uh there's this company Imperial Terrain has made this really super cool new like web app where instead of them just being like here's a bunch of Star Wars styled buildings that you can buy for STLs from us and then print them out they have a web app where you can say I want the shape of the building to be this and then they will give Mm -hmm. you different panels for each of the sides and you can say well I want panel six on this one and panel four on this one and panel two on this side plus then you can go into each panel separately and you can customize be like I want to move the door over here I want to put the light switch above the door for some reason why not you know I want to move this window down really low for cats to come in I don't know and you can completely customize every side not completely but there's a bunch of customizable stuff on every side so you're basically kind of building the building the way you want it to look. And then when you're done, you push a button and it spits out an STL and then you print that. Mm -hmm. And I really like that concept. And it's not just for Star Wars stuff, although that was their first kind of area, the Star Wars Legion stuff. They've also started to move into stuff that will work well for um, 40K and other games like that. And I, I love that concept. I'm just I'm a bit concerned if I want to go down that road and try to print some of that stuff resin or not. Though I believe I might be able to because the Elegoo Saturn's got a big enough print Uh, right yeah it is it is a monster
1: um and then the nept or was it the neptune yeah i think yeah neptune's coming Mm -hmm. or or was it jupiter jupiter No, jupiter yeah jupiter yeah is is that one even bigger it makes sense if you're going by planets blue and it looks yeah supposedly it's bigger they guess they teased it like a year ago and people have been like okay it's been a year and they're like yeah we've covid and production issues and stuff but they're like yeah we're getting ready to start sending out some review copies, which so that means based on how Saturn rolled out in about three years, you, you and I could probably five one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that could be. Yeah. They should make an Elgu Pluto and it should be really tiny. Ooh. Like well, the Mercury printer. is the uh, curing station, which I thought was clever. Yeah. Yeah. But they should make a Pluto size. printer that is like literally like the size of a can of soda and it makes tiny little prints. Well then like halfway through you realize it's just a paper printer. And stuff, no <laughs> Yeah, it could be. It's just <laughs> cutting tiny little layers of paper for each of the slices. That would take a long time, de- I think. De- it's as a printer, and now it's just a scan. Oh, it could be a scanner. Oh, oh. man,
0: I Does, does Elegoon make a scanner?
1: Does anybody, I, mean,
0: I know there are companies out there that make 3D scanners. I just didn't know if some of the...
1: Nothing that I think is like, production quality that I'm aware of.
0: Yeah, yeah. So. I can't think of anything off the top of my head that I would want to scan so that I could then print it. You know what
1: I mean? The only time I really entertained it... There, oh, I, I take that back. There was a couple of times I, I did entertain it. One was a like a broken piece of something. Yeah, I mean that that's the I benefit to, I think. Yeah, so I would want I to like this scan. Stuff. Yeah,
0: you know I wouldn't want to scan like some, like something that I already bought just so I could print my own. Like I wouldn't want to yeah. scan like Space Marine or something like that. That's not
1: legal, right? But yeah, me. the other one was like, I think it was I think it was Lee. Uh, he had a, a, some scan. models that someone had created for him, and then they had lost the STLs or something like that. Oh, gosh. Um, so they were talking like, though we're going to have to recreate it and cost all this money. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, you could probably just scan it in. Um, and so I was starting to look up that stuff for him for how much it would cost to do. Yeah. Um, but I think I think they finally found like a missing fi- file drive or something like that. So Oh, oh sounds good. That. Then. But yeah. yeah, that was, that was uh, yeah. it doesn't seem like... At first it sounds like, oh, yeah, I definitely want to scan it. And you're like, eh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, I honestly, like, the only reason I would want
0: to scan something is if I, I guess I ha- actually hand sculpted, and I'm not a big hand sculptor. So, uh, yeah. yeah, that's not uh, for me, at least. Feet, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a big... Sure, feet. right, yeah. So scan feet, why not? But not hand. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so I, I do... I, like I said, I do want to also, once the printer's here and stuff, and I start printing some things, I do want to probably also start to try to make some things in Tinkercad, little tiny bits and things like that, maybe for terrain yep. embellishments and see where I can go from there and stuff. So that'll be fun. Um, Let's see. Well, I think that's about it for me. So we've got um, the subject for today's podcast, today's episode is about FOMO. And what FOMO yeah. stands for is fear of missing out. Mm-hmm. So this can relate to all kinds of different things. Specifically, it's, uh, you know, like when I was in like college, I had a friend who always wanted to go out because they were always afraid that if they didn't go out that night, that's the night that
1: cool things were going to happen. And that's they were the epic night. It. Yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Right.
1: That's the uh, reason why so many people are buying game stock, you know, because they're like, you know, what if all these people are millionaires and I don't do it? Or when there's oh, the office sure. pool is doing the lottery and they're like, everybody in the office bought a ticket and you're like, mathematically this doesn't make sense and I normally wouldn't buy a ticket myself but if I'm, I don't want to be the they one, the only one that on, doesn't. yeah on the news channel going, yeah everybody else bought a ticket but I said <laughs> I didn't want one. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: I was on the, I was on the highway uh, earlier today and the I saw the one of those electronic signs and said that the mm. current I don't know, Powerball's up to like a quarter of a billion dollars or something like that.
1: That's I like over two hundred something. Like, like I don't even I don't even know what like a like a normal Powerball is like per week. You know, like for like when it's not high, like what it, you know, I feel like it's it seems like it's always like super high now, but I don't know if that's just because that's what a noticing, or, or if,
0: yeah, I don't know. I, I bought a ticket, I bought one of those tickets once, like a really long time ago, when it was up really high. At that time, it was like yeah. 120 million. And I was like, and I think I had gotten a uh, uh, fortune cookie that said something about how I should buy like a lottery ticket or something like that. Yeah, something. And I was like, all right, fine. And then I did because I was at a gas station or something like that. But did you
1: did, use but, the lucky numbers that are also in the fortune cookie? I think
0: I did, as a matter of fact, because it oh, was in my okay. pocket. I think I did, okay. and I won uh, nothing. So you know, <laughs> just FYI, in case you're wondering, that seemed like and a foolproof it, front plan. I yeah, don't know it, it seemed like it was life. that. That seems like a retirement plan right there. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so the fear of missing out it doesn't just happen in uh, in college uh, roommates and stuff like that. It uh, it also happens to us in our tabletop gaming. Um, yeah. You know, because new stuff comes out all the time Uh, since Mm -hmm. this podcast has started. And I don't mean, you know, we're 50 episodes in. I don't mean since we started this podcast, you know, almost two years ago. I mean, since this episode has started 24 minutes ago, uh, 78 new games have come out probably at least. (laughs) And so, uh, you know, uh, there's a lot of shinies out there. And that's one oh, of the absolutely. issues with um fear of missing out is that new stuff comes out. You know, some people call it shiny syndrome. Some people call it cult of the new, you mm-hmm. know, like this game is cool, but this game is newer that just came out. And so now right. this other game is
1: old and stupid, even though it's literally been out less than a month. But yeah. But right. We've this. all this. turned this into the like oddness. the stereotypical teenage girls are like like ninth edition, that came out last week. <laughs> that's right, not the cool yeah. thing anymore. Everybody's <laughs> doing this instead. Yeah, right? no, that's not it. No, everybody's doing this now.
0: Yeah, no, it's, and it, it and it happens in all forms to, for the most mm. part. Uh, well, I don't know that it necessarily happens as much in collectible card games. Oh my gosh, it's horrible there. Well, but collectible card games have always like every, they have like quarterly releases, but it's
1: like, but it's, that's the whole reason why people buy the cards. I mean, like when a new when a new collectible card game comes out, some people will just and I'm I'm included in this will go and buy the, sure. that, that that card game, just because in case that becomes the new thing, the new magic that and you've got the black Lotus that's worth thousands of dollars. Oh, you know, see, like, I've never seen that.
0: Well, because there's so few card games that come out anymore.
1: Like you've basically right, got yeah. Magic. Yeah, it slowed down, got... but yeah, for a while, like like the Star. Trek, I've got a binder of Star Trek. Um, the oh yeah, card game. Back in the nineties, like, oh, well, these are going to be worth, the, time, t-
0: right? This. The, the CCG glut that came out in the nineties, where everybody made a CCG. Yes, at that mm-hmm. time, that was definitely a fear of m- missing out because you wanted to hop in early. Because yeah, if this was the game that was going to take off, Star Wars CCG, Star Trek CCG, Lord of the Rings CCG. Like I had friends that had all that stuff, and yeah, you're right Th- that you wanted to be that because if you had the one special alt. Captain Kirk card that you know in 20 years becomes a $10,000 card, great, but in general, most of them turned into basically cardboard, uh, and so there's that. But I'm seeing these days now because there's not so many of those games coming out, you buy the new stuff that for Magic or Pokemon when the new set comes out, but it's you know, you knew it was coming out in another three months, so it's not like a weird surprise or anything like
1: that, right? Well, but if you play competitively, you need to keep up,
0: yeah, yeah, that's true too. I mean, a lot right now. Right now, Pokemon is super crazy hot.
1: Most yeah, of the Pokemon stores that I know hot. of
0: are, are selling it at uh, at what they call market price. So there's a retail price for you know this new thing, and it's forty nine ninety nine. But all the stores are selling it for eighty five or something like that because that's yeah. the cheapest it's going for
1: online. You know, on like eBay or whatever, and all that jazz. Well, and there's and they're limiting as too. I know that like uh, yes. when I was in the store. Right before Christmas, they had a like the new Pokemon release came out. I wasn't keeping up with it, but my oldest play, you know, plays it uh, Mm -hmm. somewhat. He he actually played it quite a bit when school was normal. They had a Pokemon club that met once or twice a month, um, stuff Mm -hmm. like that. Um, So I was like, oh, oh, there's a new release. Yeah, I'll buy you know some for you know stocking gifts stuffers and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. They're like, well, we only sell three. Like. Like really, you're not letting me buy as many as I want to buy. Like it was weird.
0: Well, you know, and again, that's uh, uh, that's part of um, that's part of what sort of drives sometimes this whole concept of FOMO is the the limited edition or the mm. limited quantities. You know, that's also another thing that kind of drives people a little uh you know, a little frantic to pick things up because they, you know, especially right now because of COVID. Uh well, actually it's because of COVID in some situations it's Brexit. Hmm. In some situations it's the Suez Canal. I mean there's all these different things that are going on oh, right yeah. now. Tariffs that that we've making, enacted
1: oh, yeah tariffs are reconnected against the lumber the lumber in Canada. So now we can't build houses i don't
0: know mm-hmm. so there's all these different things that are kind mm-hmm. of happening right now they're sort of limiting production specifically within um tabletop gaming or shipping you know mm-hmm. there's plenty of companies that are like yeah our stuff's finished it's sitting in the factory because we can't get a shipping container
1: you know to yeah we lives. were just talking about that this morning that the exactly, Kickstarter, yeah. Kickstarter, yeah they're mm-hmm. they're like yeah for two months they're like no we need a shipping container and i was reading some other stuff that it's that was because it's so bad right now coming out of china that they're like in, in, I was thinking it was in Canada. I was reading something like one company is like, yeah, we can't get shipping containers. We used to just like, they would bring over the containers from China, mm. empty it out, and then we would send it back with our stuff. But because the demand is like so high and the costs are going up for each container that they're just basically unloading it and won't load it back up with stuff because they don't want to wait the extra however many hours to reload it. They're just shipping them back empty because it is they're making more money that if they can get it back faster. Yeah, because by needed those for this. hours. Yeah, yeah, and so all of
0: that right now has has impacted the tabletop gaming industry mm-hmm. amongst many, many, many other industries, and uh, and because of that, it, there's a situation where the FOMO part of it is like I know it's available now, but I don't know if it's going to be still available in another couple of weeks. We again to. To refer back to Cursed City, which I was talking about, the quest Cursed City, that basically came out, sold out, and everyone was like, okay, well, sure, you know, COVID, we get that, so you guys will Mm -hmm. probably make some more soon, because it's a game that's supposed to be around for a while, much like its previous uh, kind of... um, uh blackstone fortress right blackstone fortress was much of yeah. the same style of game but it was sci-fi whereas this is fantasy but they're the same style of games they're both warhammer quest games yeah and blackstone fortress was available the base game and the expansions the base game was available for like two to three years and the expansions kind of came out during the life of that mm-hmm. well all of a sudden there was just no cursed city and people were like well we'll figure it out you know i'm sure there'll be some soon and then someone tweeted at games workshop about it and asked and the person from Games Workshop who tweeted back said, yeah, there's, it's not going to be back on the website and it's not. So now there's all these rumors going around about whether, well, what happened? Is it a problem with, you know, it's, it sounds like it's a perfect storm again of Brexit, COVID, you know, all kinds Mm. of things, potentially uh, some sort of production problem, you know, that also reduced the amount. And so, you know, different companies kind of will do that. Some companies, Will sometimes just limit things, and sometimes it's things that they can't control because it's manufacturing like, issues, or or they do it on purpose, like Nintendo. It feels like Nintendo does it on purpose. You're right, absolutely. Uh, but like you know, Star Wars Legion, uh, not sorry, not Star Wars Legion, Star Wars uh, X-wing, like the mm. pre-painted spaceship game. Like they've gotten their well up until recently, they'd had their um, their production issues kind of figured out, but because those little yeah. models are being painted by by hand by somebody, kind of. Um, you know there were i remember times when like new stuff would come out and you just couldn't get things like after the first you know it would come out and then it would be gone
1: and they're like well we're we can only produce them so quickly you know and, and yeah kind of i have a i had gotten a millennium falcon right at the beginning that was and a then, big one and then yeah people were like offering money money when i played like oh well i'll pay you twice of what you paid for right you know, exactly use and stuff just to have it i'm like uh no yeah it was it was weird I remember going to a convention, like a small little local
0: convention around here. And I was looking through, there was a a local store that had brought in a bunch of their stuff that was, you know, had, had a booth and was selling, a retailer was selling a bunch of stuff. And I was just looking through their Star Wars stuff and I found a Millennium Falcon and I was mm. like, "Oh my goodness!" I already had one personally, but I knew my friend Josh didn't. So I like texted him. I'm like, "Hey, do you want this?" Because he, he's like, mm-hmm. "What is it new?" And I'm like, "Yeah." And he's like, "How much does it cost?" And I'm like, "Retail." He's like, "Yes,
1: please." Yeah. So yeah, I think it I did was that one with our Jason that works with us uh, mm-hmm. at uh, Fire Nice. I found one. And I'm like, uh, it's in the box, and there's charging MSRP. He's like, "Yeah, pick it up. I don't care." <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So yeah,
0: like that kind of thing that that those limited quantities that we see in some situations, mm-hmm. they can definitely cost FOMO because you can be in a situation where you find it at a place like that, you find it at a, at a, at a store, you find it at a convention or whatever, yeah. and you're like, oh my god, if I if I if I walk away from this, it's going to disappear. You know, I can't tell you right, how many well, times we I've just been to conventions about
1: your your Saturn printer. I mean, oh yeah, yeah, se- exactly. The, 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 they are selling them for eight hundred dollars. They're they're five hundred dollars retail. Yeah, it's a $500 printer retail. And, and at least every big. month they are like, they'll put another like a couple hundred up on Amazon and they go right. pretty fast. But everyone, all the the scalpers are selling them for 800. Yep. But you know, there are people that are buying it at 800. And like, I know that for myself, when I, I had some orders come in that people were like, it wasn't going to fit. And I'm like, I really wanted to do it on resin. Mm-hmm. Like, I came close to pulling the trigger on, on the 800. Like, right. As much, it, it was like, well, but I don't know how long it's going to be before I can get one. And I, you know, and I looked at like, there was like a competitive brand, like, uh, uh, any photon. There's was, cubic. I think any cubic, thank you. Any mm-hmm. cubic mm-hmm. photon yeah. was like, uh, I want to say it was like 900 or a thousand. And I debated on that one, even though the Saturn was supposed to be better and, you know, supposed to be half the cost, but yeah, yeah the, the whole like, Oh, well, I need to get these out. And I, I don't know when it's going to be back. Yeah. it, there's some psyche that goes on there.
0: Oh, absolutely. And that's one of the problems, obviously, that uh, that FOMO can cause is that it can be very costly. Sometimes yeah. it's costly in that like it's a limited thing and then scalpers. And you're like, well, do I pay the scalpers? I mean, I'm going to tell you always never pay the scalper price. But I'm not you, so I can't. You know, I can't definitively say absolutely don't, but if you want a suggestion, I would tell you, never buy from a scalper or screw those guys. Um, that's my own personal opinion, but mm-hmm. even, even if you're buying stuff at retail or even discount retail, but you're buying stuff because you're like, well, you know, it's the new shiny thing or it's uh, well, I need this. Maybe it's limited edition. Maybe it's not. We don't know. So I better get it now. Um, that can be very costly cuz just you could be end up buying a lot of stuff that maybe you're not going to particularly use you're not going to necessarily like you you might use it down the road and i'm right. i will do i will do this all the time i buy things sometimes cuz i'm like i know i'm going to want this in the future and i have a mm-hmm. lot of shelving in the basement so i can set you know a box of miniatures aside a little box of miniatures and say i know where this is and then when it's time to like do a new project first thing i always do is shop my basement I just walk through the shelves and go, did I already pick this up someplace? Do I have something that will work for this? And I'll be like, oh, yeah, these guys. And there are times that this is the thing I've been doing too lately is if I buy a box of of miniatures, let's say, because I find it at a a store. Maybe it's out of print everywhere, out of production, but this store particularly has it. And that's why you go to local stores is because they'll have stuff that's been sitting on the Mm -hmm. shelf for sometimes a long time that you can't get anyplace else. But when I decided I want this because of this, I want to kit bash this to do this, or I want to use it for this game, I'll take a mm-hmm. Sharpie and write it on the box when I get home. Like a note Ooh. to myself, like, why did I yeah. buy this? You know what I mean? Because sometimes you That's come back good, two yeah, years yeah, yeah. later and you look at the box and go, well,
1: wh- why, did I, why did I do that? Why, why do I have this? And, you know, mm-hmm. there was a reason at the time, but, you know. Yeah, so, I thought I was doing that with, like, uh, paint, uh, especially because, like, the contrast paints when they first came out, mm-hmm. they were pretty limited as well. Yeah, they were. And it was like... So you could only get certain colors, like, you know, you, there was a rarity to different colors. And mm-hmm. so sometimes I would see it and go, I don't need this color right now, but I might need this color later. And so now I did find like there was like one or two that I have, that I, I don't really like the color, but I have two of them because I didn't realize I already had one. And.
0: I oh yeah. Yeah. That's the thing too, is trying to track at least to some degree, like. Because there have been times you're at the game store and you, you, maybe you want to buy something. Maybe you sat there and played like with a friend at the game store, right. you know, in the before times uh, and you were there all day and you're like, I want to buy something before I leave. I don't want to mm, be like they yeah. and just like breathe up all their air and take up their space and then leave. Um, but so you're like, oh, okay, well, I'll just buy this paint. And then you get home and you're like, oh, I already have that one or whatever. So yeah, yeah. that's always uh, a bit of a trouble too. Yeah, I use the,
1: that paint app, the paint, paint uh, pad or the, whatever, the, yeah. Paint pad, yeah, it's attractive yeah, yeah, yeah. now. But mm-hmm. even then, sometimes i like some of the hobby stores, my phone isn't working great with the internet connection. So I'm like, wow. Yeah, though. Pretty sure them, I don't of, have this. <laughs> one of them in Appleton
0: is like a dead zone. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've had that. <laughs> um another thing besides cost obviously because cost is obviously an issue but for some people it's less of an issue you know it depends on how much right. money you make or whatever that kind of thing but the other situation can be storage mm. which can also sometimes be an issue for some people and less of an issue for for others I have a relatively good sized basement and I have for the most part the run of most of it so there's that too Uh, and I don't plan on setting up a skating rink down there or any of that. So I can put in a bunch of shelves and things. And so I've got places to put stuff. But if you live in an apartment and, uh, Mm -hmm. and don't have access to like a basement and things like that, you've got like a closet, you can keep all your hobby stuff in. Like you can run out of space real quick by, by really like listening to FOMO a lot, you know, if you're getting into I mean, how many times do we have we had uh, conference calls with with uh, folks who are who are you know board gamers where you see just giant racks of board games behind their head? You know, <laughs> right? What I mean? Like that right. seems, that's, that seems that's to be could've... the backdrop for Zoom calls for people who are like exactly. Board gamers, yeah, I was going to say, fine. I'm
1: surprised that that's not a Zoom backdrop already. Like, that yeah, seems... it should be really, yeah. Like but a yeah, giant, well, like the, huge and, library, and and that's the one thing I've noticed the worst with like like Kickstarters because mm-hmm. you're not sure you're going to be able to get it later. And you're like, oh, but you know they they they're gonna sell it for forty five dollars in the store. They might not sell it for forty five dollars, but that's what they're gonna they're claiming on the Kickstarter. Right, but right. If you get it with the Kickstarter, you can get it for twenty bucks for this whole other expansion. And you're mm-hmm. like, I haven't even played this game, but I now own like eight expansions plus the thirty stretch goals, and you know I've. I had to have five UPS trucks pull up to my house to deliver everything. Right. Yeah. For this one game I've never played. I hope I like. And now I have no place to store any other game. <laughs> and when we when we get to solutions, we're gonna talk a
0: little bit about Kickstarters. But yeah, no, that that can definitely snowball on you, especially when it's a situation where you do it, you do the Kickstarter and then you kind of it's out of sight, out of mind for a while. And sure, yeah. you get an email from them with sometimes time from, up you know, updates and this and that and other stuff. And then all of a sudden one day, like this happened to me, uh, you know, all of a sudden one day I come back to my to my cubicle at my previous job and there is a box that is blocking the door to my cubicle that is <laughs> massive. And I bend down to pick it up and I find out later on the invoice that it is 27 pounds and it was the uh, sixth edition uh, ogre. Uh, game from uh, from um, uh, Steve Jackson games. And it yeah. is just a massive box that there's no place good in the house to put it. I can't fit it underneath the bed because it won't fit underneath. I was I thought I was going to put it underneath the bed uh, in the guest room upstairs. And then I took it up there, lugged it up there, and then tried to push it underneath the bed and it wouldn't go. It's too tall. So I was like, yeah. all right. So now it sits like in the bottom of a, of a closet and it's very unwieldy because it won't go on a shelf. I mean, it's, it's a giant paint. Yeah. Uh, but that kind of stuff, you know, that the storage can be a real issue. And and mm-hmm. so, and and it's not, sometimes it's big stuff. Sometimes it's just a lot of stuff. But that's one of the downsides, obviously, to FOMO. Especially if, yeah. again, if you're that more that cult of the new where you're constantly getting the new stuff that comes
1: out. Oh, this new board game came out. It's really cool or whatever. Yeah. And well, even just I, books, RPGs and stuff yeah. like that can take up a ton of space. So I was excited because we've got two fireplaces in my, in my house right now. Right now, they're non-operable because... But the people before us didn't take care of stuff, and we found out there's lots of issues. And my house could burn down if I use them. And toilets well, to don't do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're waiting to get them fixed because it's expensive and all that fun stuff. But anyway, so back to the original part of the story was that I was excited. I'm like, oh, now I've got you know fireplaces and you know stuff like that. I can burn up all my like when you get, when you get a board game, you got all the punch out stuff. So you have all the cardboard like pieces. Oh yeah, like, like the thing that holds all the punch-outs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was like, oh, now I've got I can use that for my fire starters, and you know, yeah, if they're a nice thick chipboard, that'll burn for a while. Yeah, It'll and supplement your uh,
0: your 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 furnace bill.
1: Yeah, so you will be kind of surprised how fast that builds up because I like for like I don't know probably like six months like people coming over to like they bring a new game like oh I'll take all those you know. And it's like I've got I've got a huge bin right now that's just filled with them because haven't <laughs> you had enough fires? And it's like holy cow that that it even storage of like that kind of stuff builds up really fast. I um, for doing uh, miniature stuff um, like uh, uh, I told my wife I, someone yeah, I think it was you or a YouTube video mm-hmm. was like oh you know corks from wine is great for basting and stuff. I'm like oh yeah, yeah. my wife likes wine. I told her to like, can you start saving some of your corks or whatever? And so I don't know. A while goes by, and I finally said, "Hey, did you ever remember to save any of your corks?" She's like, "Oh yeah, I have a whole bin of it." And like, I didn't realize she had taken like a a bag, like a grocery bag, and had just been throwing them in there. And now I have way more corks than I will ever use, and I I'm yeah. like, don't save any more. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. I'm now a little worried that my wife has a drinking problem. Well, um, you know, <laughs> but it's wine. Uh, I, One, a glass, yeah, of, it's a glass of wine every it, couple of nights. That's fine. It, but it's, it it'll your, go fast uh, with just doing that. So
0: yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. And I I did the same thing with. um prescription medicine, not so much. I mean, I take prescription medicine, but the pill bottles are great for, I used to use them as handles to, I would use Mm -hmm. poster putty to stick the model to the pill bottle and it worked great for a handle, but now I use those uh, Games Workshop handles. I like those a little bit better, but I still use the the bottles for um, just like, you know, you've got a bunch of stuff like, oh, I cut up a bunch of cork, right? And now I don't just want to lay it around on my desk. So I'll throw it into pill bottle and it's nice to have those, but eventually you're like, now I have way too many
1: pill bottles and I can't use all of them. So yeah, yeah, I was like, I didn't realize that I had this many pill bottles. Like, oh, dear God! Like, the, uh, there's a pharmacy right now that does not have pill bottles because they are all at my house. Exactly. <laughs> they yeah.
0: should be recyclable. They must be recyclable. Don't they're normal a plastic, aren't they? I would think so. I, I can always so, throw in the recycling. Probably Who's not. Yeah. Now, the other issue that you can have with FOMO, though, uh, is that you you can put yourself into a uh, and it depends on the again on the genre, but mm-hmm. uh, I, I think it really is the case with most of the genres you can put yourself in a position where you're not able to focus on one game Mm -hmm. like long enough to like really learn it or enjoy it you know i mean how we've talked about this in the past like how many different board gamers out there own all these board games that they have each of them have they have
1: played like once or twice right that yeah you know what i mean oh yeah that yeah that was a fun game we played that once We don't need to Mm -hmm. play it again. Like, what? But I want to play it again. Like, yeah. But we already know what it what it's like. We don't. We don't have. I got this new game. I got this. Like, I got three games that came and kickstarted this week. Uh, That
0: game was seventy five bucks. We're just gonna play it once. I mean, that. Yeah, exactly. Same type of thing.
1: Yeah, which is why it's always kind of funny. Like, like I I totally understand the concept because I was the same way. Like when the legacy games games came out, and you're like, well, you've got to rip you've got to rip these cards up and stuff like that. I'm like, oh, I'm not gonna rip them up. I'll just put them aside. You know, Mm -hmm. and it's like. No, rip them oh. up because you really are not ever. like. You're, by the time you get done, you're going to have played the game 25 times. Yeah, that's going to be one of your most played board games that you own. Right. <laughs> like one of those situations,
0: like, like Risk Legacy was one of the first yeah. legacy games out there. Mm-hmm. And people got real snooty about it kind of when it launched because they were like, well, you can only play that game like 17 times before it's completely all used up. Right. And I remember hearing that and thinking to myself, how many of my friends who play board games have ever played the same game 17 times? I mean, I'm not saying it hasn't happened. I'm saying it doesn't happen that frequently. No, so, it, it's you know what definitely I mean?
1: one of those things that it's like, it's like the pill bottles. Like, I did not realize how often I don't play a game over and over again until right. you like you did the Legacy, and I'm like, shoot, I've got two Legacy games I haven't finished like that are only halfway through. Yeah, like, <laughs> so it, it's, you know, when, when
0: you're playing a lot of different things and you're constantly bringing in new stuff like that, I mean, there's... You know, it's 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 a personal preference thing, but there's a very good chance, especially like within miniature games, because a a board game you open it, you sit down, you play, you put it away. That's fine, Mm -hmm. but RPGs and miniatures have a bit more of a time. uh, I don't want to say sync, but like a time, you know, time investment. With miniatures, you got to build mm-hmm. those little people, and you got to paint them and all that stuff and kind of learn the game. And then, you know, with RPGs, yeah, I've there's got, I, backstory I've got like, and this and that and the other thing, you know?
1: Right. I've got, like, three miniature stuff right now that I've built. Um, mm-hmm. Some are painted. Some are, like, halfway painted. But I haven't finished because I feel like everybody's moved on from the game. Like, Yeah, yeah. Like, Gaslands, we just haven't gotten... Well, part of us, it's we haven't gotten a chance to play. But on the other hand, mm-hmm we haven't pushed for it because we're playing some other ones and like uh Shade Spire Shade when that when Unders- mm-hmm. underworld Shadespire came out yep like i was like so i finally got into that and i finally got my stuff painted and then i'm like yeah but nobody wants to play anymore <laughs> I mean the the upside to some degree, especially with that particular game and some of the other games
0: like that from Games Workshop, is that they also make those models so they'll work for Age of Sigmar. So you could then turn it into an Age of Sigmar armor right. if you wanted to, or the the, the core or the beginning of it. So there's benefit there. Plus, also miniatures are always usable. You can always use orcs and something. You know what I mean? Right. And that's fun too. But yeah, it is. Uh, that's the, that's the thing. And and all of this stuff, the cost, the storage, the 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 abil- inability to focus. All of this comes together uh, to basically cause very frequently buyers remorse. Like it comes into a situation where down the road you're like staring at shelves full of games and you're like, ugh,
1: you know, or you're yeah, looking you're at like, the money oh, if that I you just spent on it. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. If I just put all that into Dogecoin, I'd be a billionaire right now.
0: Right, yeah. I mean, and that's the thing is that it's like, it's the difference between like the, there's the fear of missing out. So you're like, oh, I'm nervous about missing out. But then when you don't miss out and you buy all these things and whatever, now you have this new type of, not so much a fear, but more of a remorse. Right.
1: Because you're like, oh, hey, I I, I pre-ordered this game. I, you know, because I didn't want to miss out on this new game that was coming out because this is the the hot designer. Everybody wanted Mm -hmm. to play it came out mm-hmm. and I absolutely hate the game and I will never play it again and <laughs> right but everyone else bought the game too so nobody's buying it so you can't <laughs> really flip it on eBay very easily maybe yeah yeah, yeah. now I've seen that
0: so what are the solutions like how do we fix this issue uh there um, are
1: none that's just no
0: okay well there you go
1: there's the show folks uh
0: <laughs> it's it, i mean there you know and again these are all kind of down to personal preference these are down to we're not saying this is the hard and fast law. This right. is, it's more of a situation of us saying, these are suggestions you may want to take a look at. We mentioned right. Kickstarters earlier. Uh, mm-hmm. One suggestion may be to just kind of kick back, uh, to cut back on the Kickstarters and other impulse buys. Uh, I got a mm-hmm. friend who always thinks about something, like if there's a new game that they're interested in, they always think about it for... I don't know, 24 or 48 hours, like they refuse to buy anything. Like if they just if they just learned about a thing, Mm -hmm. they will not buy it for the first. I think it's like 48 hours, even if it's a Kickstarter. They're just like, yeah. nope, I got to think about it for like two days. And then very frequently after you've given yourself that time to sort of think about it, obviously you're not thinking about the entire time for 24 hours or for 24, 48 hours. Mm-hmm. You're you know, sleeping and watching TV and going to work and stuff. But it's constantly kind of in the back of your mind and you're sort of, kind of muddling it around. And then you can make a decision that's maybe a little bit more clear, I guess, mm-hmm. or informed, you know?
1: Yeah, I just, like I always wondered for the longest time why the dollar pledge w- was on kickstarter mm-hmm. um i mean and there's a lot of reasons why but one of the things that you know i found helped me not buy every kickstarter was if i even got past like that like tr- I, tr- I tried not to get it right away
0: mm-hmm. and if
1: i did kind of get to like that 24 hours like a day or two later like hmm, i'm still thinking about it i might sometimes we'll just put in the dollar pledge Mm-hmm. and that way you kind of get access to like the comments you can see what other people are doing if, if yeah. you're like oh tons of people are buying it or well and you're getting the having... email updates and you're getting yeah you know all these you other things that of are like, hard oh, to get t- at there's tons of stretch rewards coming out or you know or people are starting you know are watching the demo like and they're like hey but this is a weird thing with the game i don't know if i like this it just gives you it might give you a little bit more insight into it and then you can yeah. also kind of follow along and i found that you know you got like a 30-day campaign and if you get emails like daily or every other day for a campaign for 24 d- days or something you're either gonna go oh i'm reading each one and i'm hanging on every last word like i'm still getting uh, stuff for dark tower and it's like oh we did this little thing with the electronics here's a video of the tower lighting up and i'm like <gasps> okay let me watch this I'm like the fact <laughs> that I'm still watching a five minute video after I've seen so many emails tells me right. I'm glad I backed it. Exactly. So if you're that's able, a, that's to like, a good purchase for you. Yeah. So if you're able to yeah. like sit there and watch all these updates and you're not like, oh, I don't care anymore, mm-hmm. then you know that could help you like go, okay, yeah, I'm gonna go up to the pledge level I want.
0: Yeah, I think that's a very
1: good uh, uh, use for that particular thing. Some people
0: are like, oh, it's just a tip or something and you want to help. But really what it does is... And and the thing is is that you don't even have to spend the dollar to be able to look at most of the updates and all that Mm -hmm. jazz in the comments. But this way, at least with the updates... You're getting those emails direct as opposed to. And right. I don't know. Is there a way to get to the, get them without the dollar thing? Can you just say I want to get all the emails on this thing, but not pay no? The dollar?
1: I, I think there's I some stuff there you have to be the backer. Yeah, there's a. Well, yeah. I take that back. I think that if you're following it, there's a follow, and depending on the when the person sends out stuff, they can send it to anyone that's following it. And then only backers or just backers, yeah. Yeah. So there's a benefit to maybe even trying that if you're if you're
0: interested but you're still not sure but you want to basically kind of keep them bugging you as opposed to you having to remember to go look at it. That's really right. the benefit. So um, right. yeah, that's definitely a thing. I think another thing is you know you just being able to sit down and really look at it and go, okay, is this something I need? You know, mm-hmm. and need is obviously we're talking about games here. This is does it does it it entertainment. bring me joy? <laughs> right. Exactly. But the situation is you feel like, okay, if I do decide I, I got to get this new whatever, I got to get this new thing, whatever – then it's important, I think, to go back through your current collection and get rid of something that you don't need because then that way at least you can feel a little better about maybe you made a little bit of money, maybe you didn't, maybe you gave it to a friend, but at least it's not in your house anymore. You know? Right. You've know, you got a spot now on your shelf for when this thing shows up, whether it's a new thing you're buying that's coming out right now or it's available now or if it's something that's going to be a Kickstarter, you're going to get it eventually, but the, 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 you've at least gotten rid of a thing. We talked about this a little bit um, in uh, back in episode 23 Mm. Which was titled "When is it time to let go of games?" Which yeah. um, was talking about like going through your collection and figuring out, you know, do I play this anymore? Is there a reason I still right. have this? Like why, you know? And and,
1: and this is and kind don't of don't same FOMO, thing. Yeah, don't let FOMO hurt you. Where you are like, but someday in fifty years, American pickers is going to come through my attic and realize <laughs> that I have, you know, uh, the uh, this weird version of Munchkin that right, yeah. And they're going to offer me $50,000 for. They're probably yeah, that, <laughs> that seems super unlikely. That's a good point. If you don't but, want yeah. it, probably most people else are not going to want it either. Exactly. Oh, yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, but yeah, that kind of thing just, you know, if you're, if you're going to bring, bring in something new, um, it's not a bad idea to try real hard to get rid of something, maybe a couple of somethings, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, as opposed to just constantly adding and adding and adding to the pile, that's I think an important thing. And it, even though it doesn't necessarily take, even like I said, if it's a giveaway, if you're just like, Hey, I'm not playing this anymore and I know you like this, why don't you, do you want it? And I'd be like, yeah, cool great. It, it's still at least not on your shelf. You didn't, you know, make any resale money on it, things like that. But if you can do that, great. But at the very least, it's not in your possession anymore. And that's, that's cool. But if you give it to a friend, maybe they'll bring it over and play it sometime. If you guys right. decide to change your mind at some point, you know, it's not out of, out of the, the universe. Right. And another thing too is, uh, and this doesn't work obviously for everything, but for RPGs, it can work. And for definitely for miniatures and stuff like that, You know, um, if you're concerned about space and and even to some degree money, because these things have a tendency to be cheaper than full blown, you know, physical products, Mm -hmm. digital stuff like PDFs, STLs, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, they're never in limited quantities, basically. Like they're never like, oh, we're completely out of this PDF. That doesn't, that's not a thing. Um, (laughs) the, uh. Well, now that they have the NFTs, I don't know. Well, yeah, don't do that. That's not that's no good. But um, yeah, the the PDF thing is is useful because not only are they always in stock, you can get them at any time you want. You get them instantly, pretty much, and right. you can keep them in your your hard drive, your your iPad, whatever. They don't take right. up any you like so physical many. space. Yeah. Oh my god! Just yeah, so many shelves and everything. Yeah, I was looking this morning.
1: And my my Audible collection is two hundred seventy four books. Wow! So two hundred seventy four books. I can go access that I've bought that I, right. at any point. The, Don't take up a ton of space on the shelf. My wife
0: is a big book fan. So we have a lot of bookshelves, but she, even she's been trying to pare things down because she's just like, eh, you know, she wants to keep the books that are really important as opposed to just keep every book that she picks Mm -hmm. up. Yeah. But the PDFs, I'm a big fan of PDFs. I like PDF games for miniatures and that kind of stuff. And STLs are great because you can have, If you if you if you buy them, let's say you do a Kickstarter or something like that, you can have hundreds of STLs that are really not taking up any space. Now, when you start printing them, they start taking up space. But then you're not also getting a box of miniatures, and then going, "Well, I
1: really only wanted four of these." You know what I mean? Right. So there's a benefit to that. Yeah, you don't have bits all over the place, Um, Mm -hmm. and you can also scale them too, like STLs. Like a new, you know, a brand new game came came out. It's a Western. You really like it, but it's 18 millimeter, and you're like, "Oh, but all my stuff is 32 millimeter." Hey, guess yeah. what? SDLS scale them down, and now you can go print up a bunch of stuff for it, and you can play. Yeah, and scale up, scale
0: down, and tweak things, and, uh, mm-hmm. and that works out really nicely too. So that's something to think about as well, as far as you know, still being able to buy games if you know if that, but if space is an issue, you know, look towards things that are that are more digital. Mm-hmm. And then another thing you can do is to split your buys with uh, other people, uh, share the game, share the minis. I mean, it doesn't work with right. everything. Like that's not going to work so well with collectible card games, particularly usually not Uh, yeah but I mean if you do maybe like a draft or something I don't know but um you
1: know for like yeah like you you can buy a box you maybe buy a box of the of the release versus everyone buying five packs and then split it up you might save some money that way yeah that's true too and the other thing too that you can
0: do is to like 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 I said with the, the splitting it up with other people like maybe if you've got a gaming group not everybody in the same gaming group needs to buy the same game especially for yeah. board games right you know what i mean like one person buys this game one person buys this game If as long as you coordinate and know that you're kind of a standard gaming group you can be like well all right i'll buy this one but then you buy this game that we're interested yeah. in and that's helping or, to yeah. defer costs and for yeah i've uh, seen some uh, that they'll
1: do they'll do dues and stuff and they'll yeah you know kind of build a gaming library out of that because then you can rent those or use them for parties and stuff too but yeah you can do that and, and split it up. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. everybody, like, you know, $5 every gaming night we all put in or $2 and that yeah. goes and buys some of the new games and stuff. And we've seen obviously like plenty of like
0: starters for um, miniatures games mm-hmm. where yeah, usually, people those will, will buy it
1: with,
0: with two armies or whatever. Right. Yeah. So someone buys it and then like two people, like I'll take all the goblins and you take all the you know, skeletons or whatever, as opposed to, I don't need the goblins and the skeletons. I just want the goblins. And so then that way we're both saving some money and also saving some space and, and that kind of stuff. Absolutely. Because we're only getting, you know, half of the stuff. So yeah, there's, there's definite benefits I think to that as well. And I think that that can really help with people to, you know, the, the main thing you're trying to avoid really is. I mean, with the fear of, 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 of the the fear in that situation of missing out, you're trying to make it so that you didn't miss out. So that helps get, Mm -hmm. you know, assuage your fear as it were. But then eventually that chicken comes home to roost and now you have buyer's remorse or you have too much stuff in your basement or your closet or you're under your bed or whatever. And so the idea is that if we can kind of fix that a little bit, or if you can hopefully try to, you know, mitigate that in some degree, it'll help and make you feel better because really it's, it comes down to, the the for lack of a better term mental drain really is what this is doing to you. You know what I mean, right? Yeah, it's not just draining you know, your,
1: your your wallet. It's it's draining. Your well, it's floor. draining your
0: wallet. Let's say, but then you're sad about your wallet being drained, and then that's an right. issue. And so you have you know anxiety about that, or anxiety about where you're going to put all these games, or what you know what your your roommates or your parents or your spouse or something is going to say when they find a giant stash of games underneath the bed or whatever, and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's. I mean, it's great that there are so many different games that come out uh, constantly and there's so many different things to choose from. We live in a golden age of game of tabletop gaming, I think, to some degree. But uh, the important thing is to try not to buy them all. They're not Pokemon. You don't have to catch them all. Um, (laughs) So, yeah. I don't know if that Pokemon joke landed. Probably didn't actually, but uh, I, I, I laughed. I, but you, you, I you, know. you, there was a snicker. I, I appreciate it. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> so yeah, um, so I hope that if you've got some, you know, if you've got some things that that, that help you to combat FOMO, you can. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, you drop that in there. Or if you want to shoot us an email, we can talk about this
1: stuff later on in another absolutely. episode yeah. or something yeah. like that. Or, or topic ideas, or if you have a question, yeah, absolutely. you're like. I don't know what he meant by when he said this. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You can throw that stuff in there as well. We appreciate it. Thanks again for
0: listening to this episode of the Game 4 Podcast. If you've got questions or comments and you're watching on YouTube, as I was just mentioning, please leave a comment below. If you're listening via your favorite podcast player or just aren't into the whole YouTube comment section thing, then you can feel free to reach out to us via email at podcast at imgamefor.com. 4com can also keep up to date with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and check out our website at www.iamgamefor.com. That is www.iamgamefor.com. Thanks. Thanks.